turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to an awesome new episode of VO Buzz Weekly. That's right. And today we're bringing you from beautiful Sherman Oaks, California, <laughs> the mighty talents of Carlos Alazraki. This guy is insanely so great. great. Oh. He's such a nice guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know what? Let's go talk to him right now. Come with us. Our guest has been giving dazzling performances on the big screen, little screen, and on stage for decades. He is known and loved by his fans for his performances in Happy Feet, in Planes, as the lovable little Taco Bell Chihuahua, and as Deputy James Garcia in Reno 911, just to name a few things. We are so excited to get buzzed with the funny and fabulous Annie nominee, Carlos Alazraki. Ah, thank you, man. Carlos that is Alas Rocky. That is such a formidable is intro that I don't feel that I can follow what's preceding <laughs> oh, me. Oh, well, I think you I can, don't know my about friend. That, but well, thanks for being everybody, here. So, everybody, so thank you for coming. Man. We really you. appreciate you having you here. And but everybody tells Stacy. Can I carry you around with me, like yeah, everywhere I exactly. go, to just introduce me before I enter a room, ladies yeah, and gentlemen? People will well, just I, love I, me. I read. I spent a lot of time reading about everyone, and so then when I kind of sit here, you heard me. I was like, "What should I? What do I want to say?" So I kind of just everything kind of funnels in, and then whatever comes out comes out. So yes, he's yeah. traveled it's to a, the center of the yes. earth and discovered yeah. life secrets. He is an yeah. astronaut on the weekends. Absolutely. Well, yes. I mean, listen, definitely. But such a you pleasure. Know, I, huge fan of Reno 911 here. Yeah, that's a fan. Um, <laughs> used to watch it. All the freaking time, religiously. So is our camera guy over there. He loved the show. Yes. And uh, and then just finished watching oh. you do comedy on YouTube for like a couple of days straight, laughing my right. blank mm. off. No, and then finally okay. discovering that we had a shared history with our names and what we went. Yes. Exactly, because everybody knows me as, as Chuck Carlos, but you know a lot of people don't know that. Yes, I am Cuban, and I was born as Carlos. So I was like, oh, wow. you know. But he does a little skit with the Carlos and right. Charlie and Charles thing right. that I because just... Because no one ever thinks you're Cuban. No. And then you grew up with Northern California, you Northern said, California right? guy, Argentinian parents, white looking Carlos. Yeah, so, hey, Carlos. <laughs> you don't have to be Carlos until you need financial aid. Right, exactly. Exactly, and I even thought of that. When I was younger, I'm like, maybe I should go back to Carlos so I can get loans. Heck yeah. You know? Oh, but like that's so funny. Often, okay? I know. Okay. So listen, man, you obviously, you know, on-camera actor, great actor, stand-up comedy, all this stuff. How did you find your way into voiceover? I fell into it by accident. I was doing stand-up in San Francisco, and I had a manager, Tracy Forrester, who knew a man named Mark McNamara, who was partnering with a guy named Joe Murray, who was doing panel cartoons for San Jose Mercury. Mm -hmm. He developed this little uh, concept called Rocco's Modern Life. And I didn't have an agent. So Tracy said, this guy Mark is going to get you in, um, just make a tape. I'm in Sacramento at the time, 
and I made a tape in a kitchen on a recorder. <laughs> just like kids out of school, like getting sick. Like, hey man, I don't feel too good. I think I ate something wrong. Well, stay away from me, you punk. Who threw up here? And like, you know, hey, boy, you better clean that up. And just all the stupid things I could think of. <laughs> that got me in the door. The audition was at George Maestri's house uh, in San Francisco. I went in and they said, we're doing this project, Rocco's Modern Life. We don't, even though he's a wallaby, we're trying to steer away from an Australian. So maybe New York, maybe I said, what about like a Bruno Kirby or something? Hey, this is Rocco. How you doing? This is good to see you. I'm a wallaby. And I and uh, maybe try something else. And then one of the other characters was Spunky, yeah. the dog that was crazy with big eyes. And right then, I got a guy named Nick Jennings, who's working with DreamWorks now, said, yeah, you're going to be Spunky. You, you've got Spunky, so let's <laughs> keep you there. You're, you're Spunky for sure. So I go, good, I'm in. And then we just, I did Gene Wilder, for some reason, just to keep them entertained. Yeah. You are not evil. You are good. Oh, and nice. they're like, oh, my God, that's funny. Keep talking. And then I, they said, why don't we just try an Australian thing just for shoots and giggles? And there's a, like a, a vacuum manual, you know, like plug hose A into slot B. And back then it was way more flat down on Australian. Right. right. When you're having trouble with the bag, make sure you replace it and also the filter at the same time. And they're like, you know, there's something about that voice. Let's just send that anyways to yeah. New York or yeah. whatever. And they happened to like that. And I got hired to do a pilot on, uh, on Lombard and, God, what was the cross street? It was right behind the Mel's. Lombard and Steiner in San Francisco, Poolside Studios. We did a pilot for three days, and I did, you know, little buddy, small dogs and trash are not part of a balanced diet. And uh, we did the pilot, and then I remember being in Seattle at Last Laugh Comedy Club, and then getting the news that Rocco was going to go to series. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. wow. And that is the That's long, the sort of like story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of how it all began. Yeah. So, and that, was that your first that audition? Was... First audition, yeah. Holy so. Toledo, no man. Yeah, talk about... First audition, no... That's did like you, Jim Cummings. You did guys, your tape you know, you get you the audition, hard, right? or did you even need a tape then? I think the tape helped me. Helped? Okay. Yeah, for sure, because I had some variety, and I was I was a comedian, and it's actually around the same time that Tom Kenny was... That was one of his first shows, too, Rocco. He, uh, yeah. I actually... I believe I was instrumental, and they couldn't find the voice of Heffer, and I said, there's a guy, Tom Kenny, that's really great with characters, and he came in, Ooh, Rocco! <laughs> And of course, he's yeah. legendary yeah, now yeah, yeah. and owes me 10% of everything. <laughs> um, but we were both born out of the stand-up comedy thing. That, that's that's great, what prepared man. us. Like, you, you know Jess Harnell very yeah, well and Billy yeah. West have that musical background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believed, as Billy West said, if you're a comedian, you're already participating in that theater of the mind. Yep. You write, yeah. produce, and direct something in your head. And so that's why you don't need another person there to build Rocco, you know? Yeah. If Rocco is um, very scared and in a place by himself, you already, you already see it. So... That's that being from stand up just helped me kind of launch right into it without an agent, without any formal training. Mm -hmm. Wow, you know? so cool, man. Neat story. You know what's yeah. funny is that we literally ask everybody how they got started in yeah. voiceover, and everybody has a little bit of it's a different a great, story, yeah, and it's, it's so neat, story. you know? Certain Some are fortunate, kernels, but... some of them are a little less fortunate because maybe they've been <laughs> doing it for like freaking 80 years and finally they get a break. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, it's a good there. story, but it goes in cycles. You know, you're in, you're swimming around it, you get started by a fluke, and you think it's all linear, and it's going to go like this, and then it has peaks and valleys, sure. and ends, and you audition, and you're like, why don't I... And then something comes around uh, the bend again, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get to it later. I'll, I'll let you ask those questions, but 
really the origins are pretty similar uh, for, for everybody. We're, we're all of uh, foreign descent. Let's mm -hmm. say my parents from Argentina, mm -hmm. my best parents' parents from Glasgow, Scotland. So right straight away, if I wasn't listening to my mom called Carlitos, stop playing upstairs, Carlos. You and your brother have to stop. I was over at Kevin's house with Uncle Danny talking like this. And Auntie Liz going, look at you and Kevin, you're growing like little weeds. You know, so yeah, yeah. fascinated uh, yeah. by what's had, around me. I had um, two of my flamenco so teachers cool. at Juilliard were Argentinian. So I was Estesi before you. So I love the E-S. Estacy. I yeah. love the Estacy from the Argentinian yeah. dialect. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And to my whole family, you're Estacy. Yes, Estacy. What was it like growing up? What kind of kid were you? Pretty Did typical you have suburban a... kid, you know, uh, Concord, California. My name is Carlos, you know, yeah. I blended right. in. By the way, I like it when you say Carlos. Yeah. Carlos, yeah. sup, Los Man. It's yeah. kind of Keanu Reeves Loster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just, typical American kid. I was on a swim team, I had a paper route, I played sports, everything was sports, total mm -hmm. job. Anything with a ball, a tennis ball, a football. We used to throw a football on the way to school, and the rule was if you drop the football on a pass, you had to go back <laughs> to the origin of the pass. So we were always five or six minutes late. Yeah, because yeah, we'd always have to go back. Yeah. So we were riding bikes, I was doing paper routes, playing hide and seek on the swim team. You know, just a typical small suburban neighborhood. Yeah. No, nothing fantastic except for the people that I met. My mom had a Russian friend, Linda Blasinko, Carlos. She, what are you doing today? Richard is at home. And <laughs> she had Peruvian friends, she had Argentinian friends, Mexican friends. So along with Kevin's parents, mm. outside of this typical suburban white neighborhood I lived yeah. in, were the people that I was sort of immediately introduced to through family. Yeah. Right. So it was it was great. It was pretty safe, fun. I was I was a jock. I liked sports. I didn't know I was gonna do voiceover stuff. I watched TV like everybody else and yeah. I watched cartoons. Exactly. Mm. Hey Bubba Louie! Holy quick throw. You're gonna think I'm fighter. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there's a character I do on Randy Cunningham called Accordion Dave. And he's part Efren Herrera He's part, um, oh, what's the character from Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, Pedro. He's part Pedro oh, and he's part... Pedro. Yeah. There's, he's part Pedro and he's part the... Um, Pink Panther used to have uh, Dudu, Dudu and um, Inspector Clouseau and Dudu. Uh, it was the side cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, if the inspector wants to take the subway, I'm so confused. Don't say see, say we. So he's kind of... Accordion Dave is kind of mixture of both. He's like, I don't know. I'm very tired. Going to sleep noises. <laughs> sleep, sleep. So it's kind of a mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I can yeah. trace the history yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. back to my early days and then something that I saw later on. Yeah. Now, picking up dialects, was that something that you were always great at? Or I did guess you... so. Yeah. You know, because and naturally, you just, I was fascinated by it and I thought that the plain California dialect was so boring. Right. Yeah. And of course, I had my mom with a stop sign and <laughs> in Spanish, la puta que te parió, carajo. Oh, hey, bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, bleep. Oh. Oh, I, I caught a few of those in well, there. Well, now, yeah. listen, the people, English-speaking people have yes. no idea what you yeah. just said. It's very bad. Yeah. But she would uh, she would just, yeah, go off. And my dad was British-educated, uh, from Argentina, but yeah. speaks perfect English. Mm. Yeah. Went back to visit his school in 2010, and uh, headmaster says, Oh, Eduardo, yeah? How is the old boy? Yeah, good? Yeah. Good student, Eduardo. Never had to give him six of the best. So, and then I grew up watching Python and the two Ronnies, so I was just fascinated with those dialects right yeah. straight away, you know? Yeah. I wanted to talk like that. So you were just like a sponge. Yeah. yeah. Everything Soaking was it all there. up. Yeah. The it all immersion. Up. The, yeah. the Rosetta um, Stone immersion. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
So I want to talk about some of your current projects, which we've layered in here and there, but also where can people see you? Because you're on the road a lot. You're making appearances. I, I'm, I'm now going to make my first appearance for the Stephanie Miller Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour with John Fugelsang and Stephanie Miller and myself. Um, I will be March, uh, let's see, March, tw not, here's where they can find me. February, this show is already happening past February, right? Yes, this so, is March 2nd. Let's forget about my February date, which already happened in Phoenix. It was awesome. So, <laughs> you were before uh, March 29th, I will be in Madison, Wisconsin with the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour. But before that, March 14th through 16th, I will be in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky nice. for a con. I'm not sure what the name is. Nice. But I think it's called Lexington Con. Yeah. Okay. And I will be there signing autographs and saying hello to the people out Beautiful. there. Beautiful. Awesome. And we're talking about 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're watching this in 2016, <laughs> don't go. It's over. Don't go. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still there, do yeah, or waiting for me, I yeah. may or may not be there. Yeah, that's, that's funny, good. man. Um, what do you like about doing cons and meeting people face to face? Yeah, what I like about it is that you're a big deal. It's always fun to be a big yeah. deal because yeah. sometimes you're lost in LA with all the stars and you feel like, hey, just notice me. Yeah. Yeah. You're so noticed, yeah. and you know that you make a difference to some people that they mm -hmm. really dig what you do and remember small, minute details about characters you've forgotten about. Oh, yeah. I love the first Spiral the Dragon. You were, uh, oh, yeah, I was Spiral. Wow. <laughs> you remember when in level 17? I don't remember oh. level 17. But thank you for remembering. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. You, yeah. It's great that you make a difference to somebody. That's so Definitely. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you still audition for work. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Um, so, uh, What's your process? Like when you get an audition for a character or even a you know, commercial or whatever it might be, how do you take the copy and what do you think? Do you read the, the direction first? Do you not go there first? What's your I try process? to. I really now, I try to not to gloss over it. I think there's been a couple of years where I, th I think that I could just ride on the talent that I had and the work that preceded me. Yeah. And now I really try to read the instructions or, or, or the character breakdowns. And sometimes they'll get confusing and then sometimes you'll make a choice opposite of that. because. Right. Sometimes you'll follow the directions to a T. Mm -hmm. Like this man, he's shy, he's nerdy, he doesn't have a lisp, and he is probably gonna be about 20 years old. And then you see the final thing, it's like, hey guys, what's going on? You're like, why yeah, did I even got pay all the things that they say that, he Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it always helps visually. Rocco, I got to see a picture, he had a long snout and big eyes. So that was, for me, when you, when you get a visual picture of a character, it's much easier than yeah. a written description. Other than that, I just try to uh, read what it's about and then throw what I think is going to work based upon people I've seen before in my life or a character I heard in a film or, or something like that. I had Mr. Crocker, Butch Hartman had me audition for Mr. Crocker and I thought, maybe I do a bad Richard Dreyfuss and little Montgomery Burns, excellent, and some Gene Wilder and it turned into Timmy Turner, fairies, fairies! So it was a mixture of all three, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it takes a while to get a hold of it, you know? I yeah. was working on a new series this morning, uh, Puss in Boots, and uh, it was the mayor character, and there was what I auditioned with, and I go, you got the gig. And then when I got there to, this morning, they said, we don't want to do with what you did, we're gonna experiment with something else. But but I still have the gig, right? But I still, <laughs> Hopefully, and I'm doing more of a Shakespeare yeah. mayor, and before I was doing like, ah, I'm afraid, what are you doing? And they said, no, make it more theatrical, and so, Sometimes it takes a while. It took me like a year to feel comfortable with Rocco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the process of trying to find it can sometimes be immediate or it can take like, man, I still don't feel feel this. Yeah. Ongoing and for about four years or so, maybe more, five, six years, whatever the first Monsters Inc., I've been doing Mike Wazowski sound-alike stuff. Mm. I have a gig this Friday doing yeah. it. And if I haven't done, 
Yeah, I gotta go back and watch the clips and you know, oh my God, Sully, what's going on here? Ah, it's terrible. And the thing I do to pull me back in voice is the two words are, you're married! Which is from the movie Forget About Paris. Billy Crystal is not a, you don't hear, you don't hear a lot of people impersonating. Yeah, or doing just doing his regular voice. Yeah. I'm at a Clipper game, don't bother me, they're losing again. Why did I write front row That's seats? That's good. I'm trying to remember of, of recent auditions. The, the harder auditions for me are video games, because it always says big, booming voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I try as much as I can, but then I'm not John DiMaggio, or even Jess can drop. Wait, I think Jess yeah. does a, a snowman character on... Uh, yeah, he does. On uh, Doc McStuffin. Doc McStuffin. Yeah, you only get that lower register. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I can't get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friend Eric Bowser has that nice base mm -hmm. where I yeah. just cannot get to that one so I try to go to my, with my strength so when video games come along I'm hoping for that little weaselly guy you know <laughs> because that's that's easy yeah and it was Brian Monroe at Disney characters who told me because I had no idea I could do uh, Billy Crystal or, or Mike Wazowski and he goes no you're a tenor I'm like oh, I don't know I guess I'm a tenor he goes your own timber of your voice is already right there mm -hmm. I'm, I'm already nasally yeah and so all it was it was watching the movie forget about Paris how does his face move yeah that's I watched his face, and for about the first 10 sessions of all the Mike Wazowski stuff, I was imagining Billy Crystal, but doing, <laughs> pinching his voice, being this other character. And then by, then by the fourth, 40th session, I'm, I'm not, I'm, Billy Crystal's gone. It's yeah, like, now it's like, now it's, yeah. I see Mike Wazowski's lip yeah. flap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We're not going to stay here, Sully. We're getting out right now. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that, right. it took a while to layer it, but, um, so yeah, it can vary, and sometimes, yeah. Depending on uh, how comfortable you are with a character, uh, Rocco, for example, uh, as I was saying, took about a year to feel comfortable. Yeah. He said, we want less Australian, a little bit more Cockney, make it easier to understand. Nah, he's too innocent. Make him a little bit yeah. wiser, you know. Now, do you, do you spend a bunch of time on your auditions, like analyzing everything, or just mm -hmm. like, you know what, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give go them what they gut. want, but I'm going with my... I go with my gut, and there's a casting director uh, where I, uh, with my agency, who, who sort of agrees with me, your first instinct usually is the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can really, really go at it really, really hard, but sometimes you can take a listen and go, you know what? I don't like that. Let me try it one more time. Because yep. mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go into my booth, and I have, this little, I have my little iPad and an Apogee mic, and it's just me when when I'm self-directing. Yeah, I might play it back and go. Mm, Something's missing. No. Yeah, that was too fast. That was too yeah. nasally. Yeah. Let me let me. Ah, I, oh, I got one more idea. I'll wake up the next morning and and, <laughs> and change it. But usually when I go into the booth, we're at my agency. I'll go with my gut, and the first take, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So okay, good. What do you think have been kind of the keys to your long career? I don't know. I think like anything else, it's uh, stick to itiveness. You just stick with it because of the peaks and valleys. Because as I said, you think that your success is going to be linear, yeah, and that you'll just keep tracking. I think it's just going going through the the harder times, keeping on auditioning, um, and and watching new influences. You know, Billy West always used to say, or and Tom Kenny, watch the Turner Classic movies, watch mm -hmm. things that you've never seen before, listen. Uh, uh, when I'm on the Metro for different characters. Went, I remember there was this guy, um, Cedric and I, from Reno, we went to see Fantasy. It was uh, an adult <laughs> show because he had met a woman. And it was at the Luxor. And there was this uh, black guy, with his, and he was just like a Cab Calloway looking. He was like, and he was so bored, he had his ticket. He's like, let me see your tickets. Congratulations, gentlemen. Welcome to Fantasy, the all-female nude review show here at the Luxor. May all your fantasies be real life tonight. You're in row 22, seats 10 and 12. <laughs> it's like, okay, this guy's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get to use him, but yeah. okay, tracking, you know. Um, so it's keep 
keeping going is, is tracking new voices, tracking new techniques. You know, I'm learning stuff from, from older guys or younger guys yeah. watching. You know, you watch Jess work. He's always up, man. Yeah. You're really getting into his character. You're like Tom yeah. Kenny will go, hey, Patrick. Yeah. You know, he'll get into it. When I, I first learned from Charlie Adler, you know, I was new to the voice, doing Rocco, and Charlie was like flipping pages like, Bad big head, oh, Rocco, dear. Don't yell at me, bad big head. Oh, shut up, Ed. Don't tell me to shut up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I would, I learned by watching other people in sessions, too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what are they doing? What am I not doing? What am I not? Man, I'm missing the acting on this character. I got the voice, but I'm just flying through it. Yeah. And look at how this person is really taking their time. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bennett is really one that is so... Yeah great at both you know you're talking about james Ar yeah. Ar arnold taylor yeah. great at like an unusual voice but the acting is d bradley baker all of them all of them you yeah. can just oh, yeah on down the line right down, so yeah. i think is like any other job if you're willing to learn and willing to say i don't know everything yeah uh that's what keeps you going absolutely yeah. so do you do any spanish voiceover stuff do you work i in spanish? do um i did uh well one of the most notable was i was just yo quiero taco bell yeah well yeah, yeah we know that um, accordion Dave sort of has a little bit. Of course, I did El Chupacabra yeah. for playing yes. Dusty. I uh, squish my tail at you. Um, I did a uh, You are love machine. I'm a love machine. I'm just a love machine. <laughs> and I will work for nobody but you. <laughs> Planes 2 is coming out on July 14th. Originally, El Chupacabra was going to do a cameo because they liked yeah. him so much in the yeah, first yeah. film. They said, we right. are putting him in the second film. He's great. He was going to appear and make this cameo, but then they went and tested it, and because of the theme of the movie is very serious, about a fire breaking out and all these rescue guys, we're gonna help, they thought that this detraction, they're like, what are you doing here? Like, hey, Dusty, hey, how's it going? Oh. Life is fun. They just felt like it kind of doesn't work. Oh, so okay. uh, hopefully they'll develop more things for this type of yes. character, and Absolutely. Uh, I, I've got my bed made with Disney tunes, but um, after, uh, Planes happen, and I got to go on a lot of publicity things, and it's been a great character. Uh, I was called in last minute for uh, Relativity Media for Freebirds. Uh, they had a character, uh, a real person that was playing the character Furley. That person got into, let's say, some trouble. You mm -hmm. can probably read up on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they needed me to ADR and do my own slant on it. They already had it done. They had five days to do it. Come in, and my friend Jorge Gutierrez, who's directing Book of Life, coming out for Fox, uh, mm -hmm. along with... Guillermo del Toro. Um, I went in there and I did Furley. What's going on, dude? You are such a big, beautiful bird ranger. I love you. So I did my little thing and I was in that movie and it was like, oh wow, I did a great job and they really like what I did. Um, and now the aforementioned Jorge Gutierrez. Jorge Gutierrez. Working on Book of Life. He is really big fans of Eric Bauza, myself, and Great Lyle. We've, we've done El Tigre with him. I started with Pepe de Bull with Jorge. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that makes brilliant stuff who made El Tigre, which was rated number one on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. They said, well, we have to take it off the air. It's rated yeah. number one. <laughs> and he bounces back and he keeps bouncing back. <laughs> and when you see the artwork, you could probably see images. Go look up Book of Life. His artwork and his mind is just, he's a CalArts guy. He's mm -hmm. from Mexico City. And his wife, Sandra, and he are just so beautifully, ornately creative. And um, so now for this movie, I, play, I think I play a little guy who talks like this, a soldier. <laughs> and then General uh, Jorge, uh, General Posada, people of San Angel. It's sort of yeah, yeah. that voice Look again. Look you with your deep voice. Yeah, people of San Angel. It's getting deeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting deeper by the second of the air. 
Well, that's all we have for part one, but be sure and tune in next week for part two. Absolutely. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at VO Buzz Weekly. Take care, everybody, and just remember, you, you always, always have time for a little buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.